Destinations Beyond Expectations is powered by Group Experience. Visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. Hello and welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations, the podcast designed for students of travel. Whether you're listening on one of the audio streaming platforms like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or you're joining us from groupexperience.com, thank you so much for tuning in. Destinations Beyond Expectations is on Facebook and Instagram, so make sure to give the show a like or a follow. And if you haven't explored dbetravel.com yet, go ahead and pop over to the official website of the podcast. And of course, if you know anyone that loves to travel, make sure to share the DBE podcast with them. Today, I'm joined by Julie from the Celebrate and Explore blog. Julie joins the show to talk about Copenhagen, which was one of three stops Julie and her family made on a recent trip to Europe. You can find the blog we're reviewing on celebrateandexplore.com or simply scroll down to the show notes where Julie's Copenhagen Travel Guide blog post is included. Julie talks about transportation within Copenhagen, some of the fun sites and attractions to see around the city, and more. It was truly a great conversation. Okay, let's go ahead and get to my interview with Julie so we can find out some key things to know before you visit Copenhagen. Julie, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. It's so great to have you on the show. How's it going? It's going great. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. And Julie, you know, today we're covering a wonderful European destination. Now, this destination might not be quite as popular for tourists as, say, like a Paris or a London But it is the most populated city in Denmark and a pretty popular city in Europe nonetheless. And today we're going to be covering Copenhagen. I know that you got to visit Copenhagen. So Julie, tell us a little bit about why you chose Copenhagen as a travel destination and give us a quick overview of the city. Sure. So this trip was designated as my daughter's senior trip. Um, And for uh, our big family milestones, we encourage our teens to pick a destination of their choice. So she wanted to explore Northern Europe and Copenhagen seemed like the perfect choice. It was easy to get around. It's a great mix of modern and historic places. And their design scene for both fashion and interior design was something that really intrigued my daughter. Plus the mild temps and fewer crowds was appealing to all of us. Very cool. And remind me if you didn't already say it, like what time of year did you visit Copenhagen? We were just there this past June, so summer of 2022. And you said the weather was nice during that time? It really was. We were actually anticipating it to be a bit cold and rainy, which uh, my daughter was not thrilled about. Uh, It was looking like it was going to be like 50s and 60s, cloudy, and ended up being perfect. It was like, I'd say high 60s to like low 70s. We mostly had sun. We had one day of overcast, but it just makes it a comfortable place to be. You're not sweating. You're not freezing. We enjoy those types of temperatures. Especially coming from Georgia, where everything is hot and sweaty. Come June. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can relate. And, you know, one of the most interesting things I read in your blog was that many of the cars in Denmark are electric. And you also mentioned that, you know, Copenhagen, taking the train or metro can be a great option to getting around the city. Can you talk a little bit about getting around Copenhagen? From your experience, is it pretty easy to get around by public transportation, taxi, uh, bike, or even by foot? Sure. Yes, Copenhagen is by far one of the most green and environmentally friendly cities we have ever visited. And you're right, almost all of the cars are electric and people are actually usually riding their bikes more than they're driving their car their cars. So biking is by far the most common mode of transportation in the city. All 
year round. Like we saw it a lot in the summer, but even in the winter, apparently they are on their bikes. And so the the other thing that was really unique about Copenhagen was their Metro. And they just opened their M3 line. And that's the one will take you like all around the city. A few things that make the Metro really unique is that it's all automated, which means there's no timetables and you just walk to the platform and a train will arrive in a few minutes. And there are 17 stations and the two most popular, you can catch the other two lines that would take you outside of the city or to the airport and places like that. All of the stations are clean, well-lit, safe and easy to navigate. And the full route around the city in all of the um, kind of most popular neighborhoods is designed in a circle. So since it runs in both directions, the longest journey is less than 15 minutes long. Uh, Copenhagen for us was a super manageable city. And truthfully, we walked almost everywhere, but that tends to be what we do as a family. We took a cab once. Um, we even took a ferry one day. So public transportation is really big in Copenhagen. And I think it just fits right into their, you know, green and environmentally friendly mentality to protect the city. And the other thing, because of all of that, we found was that Copenhagen was one of the quietest cities that we have ever visited. There just wasn't honking. There wasn't noise. It was just really, really pleasant. But it is absolutely a city that can be managed by foot. That's awesome. So, you know, we've already just touched on transportation. It sounds like a great Mm -hmm. friendly city in that in that aspect. But let's talk about Mm -hmm. accommodations, because it sounds like Copenhagen has some great accommodation options within walking distance of many of the popular neighborhoods, sites and attractions. I read that during your visit, you stayed at a hotel called 71 Nyhaven. What was your experience like at that hotel? Yeah, so we, there are so many options, places to stay. Um, Copenhagen is a very condensed city. Um, and so you could really pick any of the neighborhoods to stay in. New home is actually how Nyhaven is pronounced. Oh. And so, but I was calling it Nyhaven for a very <laughs> long time as well. So, uh, but New home is, you know, obviously the quintessential part of, Copenhagen. It is all of the colorful buildings, the canals right in front of it. So we just kind of knew we wanted to stay there. And that's why we picked 71 New Home. It was right at the end of the boardwalk or right at the end of the strip of all of the buildings. And we loved it because it was a boutique hotel that was run locally. And it just felt true to the destination. It is also a certified green hotel and has been transformed from an old warehouse to a modern boutique hotel location was definitely the best part of staying there and it was a central hub to everywhere we wanted to go so really we did walk everywhere and the ferry was truthfully like 10 steps out the front door so or actually the back door but um that was nice when we went over to the other side of uh, the city kind of across the canal so the other few things that we loved about the hotel was that it had a great restaurant and breakfast was included in our stay, which is just a nice way to kind of get started on the day. Uh, we don't have to search for restaurants. And since that is a touristy area, sometimes restaurants around there can be a little iffy at times. So in the words, as many open in the morning. So it was always nice to start off breakfast um, there. And then we also had to, um, oh, they also 
rent bikes. So that was another fun thing. If you wanted to try to do Copenhagen on bikes, you could rent them from the hotel. I think my only complaint were the pillows. They were a little flat, uh, but I did find out afterwards that they have a pillow menu. So if you prefer a firmer pillow, you could actually request one. Sort of wish I had known that before we left, but that's okay. Um, and the other thing, just the style of the hotel was great like because it was an old warehouse um they had completely modernized it and it was clean fresh it had a lot of wood accents like wood exposed beams uh, hardwood floors brick it was just a very like comfortable homey place to stay very cool so another thing i'm curious to learn a little bit more about was the food in copenhagen uh what can you tell me about the copenhagen cuisine and can you name drop a few places that you ate around town that you would recommend to someone visiting Sure. I honestly found that Copenhagen had something for everyone. Seafood is a popular item, but they also love small plates and meatballs. You can truly find any cuisine you may enjoy. My son's favorite was probably Gasoline Grill, which was a local hamburger chain. And the teenagers loved it so much that they actually opted to go back there twice. So we ate there once for lunch and once for dinner. Um, we also loved Bruce, which was a great spot for local beers. My husband loves discovering local craft beers, and that was a great place to try all of them in one spot. And it was directly across the sidewalk from Based. So those were some of our highlights. We loved every place that we ate, really. Good. That's awesome. What can you tell me about some of the popular attractions or things to do for someone visiting Copenhagen? Like what are the things to do on, you know, travel lists and things like that? Sure. Like many in your northern European cities, you can find some incredible castles and historical buildings. We visited Rosenborg Castle, which is a classic Dutch Renaissance palace filled with collections, thrones, crown jewels and artillery. The grounds were immaculate, and you could even watch the changing of the guards while visiting. Add to that the gardens and the huge park nearby. This castle was definitely worth a visit and right inside city center. It was a great place for kids, also for all ages, because while there is that historical castle you know, element to it, there's a lot of places to run around and get some fresh air and burn off some energy. So I think that is great for people of all ages. Uh, just it is recommended to buy your tickets in advance. And that way you can kind of jump through the queue and get started. Another spot that is a must see is Tivoli Gardens. With this, think amusement park meets botanical gardens. It's a bit mind-blowing that this big park is right inside the city. Tivoli is perfect for families with kids of all ages, and to be honest, would be great for couples and groups, too. They have drinks, food, live music, rides, games, and they could all be found inside the park. If you go during the week like we did, um, you really won't experience any lines, even in the peak of summer. They have lockers there and just so many it's just such a fun place to spend the day all of us just really really enjoyed that and the last suggestion is less of a place and more of an activity so we loved our experience with go boat um, we knew we wanted to get on the canals in copenhagen but we really didn't want to do the big touristy you know ride or tour where we just kind of sat and watched and somebody talked for an hour or so so go boat was where you rent a boat and you cruise the canals they give you a map and you're just on your own it's super family friendly you can get up to about eight people in a boat it's great for groups and the fun thing is is you can bring food and even two 
up to two alcoholic beverages per person on the boat for a fun day on the water. So we rented a boat for a couple of hours, cruised around, ate lunch, soaked up the sun, and really got to see Copenhagen from a different angle, but also at our pace. So we really enjoyed that one. That's cool. Those were really unique things that you mentioned. Uh, so no, no shortage of fun things to do, it sounds like, around Copenhagen. What were your final thoughts or takeaways after visiting Copenhagen? Is it a city that you'd recommend to someone trying to figure out a stop on their European adventure? Just talk to me more about that. Absolutely. I think our only regret with Copenhagen was that we didn't stay longer. Um, It was part of a three city series that we did. So we also did Amsterdam and London and Copenhagen was in the middle. Um, We loved everything about the city and would definitely go back. It's clean, safe, easy to navigate. The Danish are kind, friendly and polite. And I think Denmark and Copenhagen in particular is a great place to visit, especially if it's your first international trip or if you're traveling solo or with a group of women. It's great to explore. It's a little off the beaten path. So we did not find the crowds there that we found in Amsterdam in London. And but you still get to experience all of the history and charm that Northern Europe has to offer. Very cool. And listeners can find your Copenhagen travel guide in the show notes. And that guide can also be found on your website, celebrateandexplore.com. I know you're a, a travel advisor. Julie, can you share a little bit about what you do and what listeners can find if they check out your Celebrate and Explore blog? Sure. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, Yes, visitors will find my travel guide, which includes tips about traveling to Copenhagen. And I've also linked a three-day itinerary there that goes into the details of all of the different spots that we visited. I started my blog to share about our travels with our teens in hopes to encourage families with teens to travel. We are a nine-to-five family, so that means that we're home working and we only really get to travel during school breaks. We love to travel around the U.S. and then for our longer breaks, we usually go international. Life with teens can be hectic and a lot of changes happen in those few short years. So I like to share stories about life with teens and the transitions that we as parents face during these years. I recently became a for a travel advisor and my goal is to help families and couples turn their dream of travel into reality travel planning and research can be really overwhelming and time consuming to many people and because of that not everybody takes the dream the trips they dream of and sometimes they'll go back to where they're familiar because it's just a little easier so i take the stress out of that process and help them build a trip based on their interests and needs and every trip i create is custom designed with them in mind My website's actually getting a refresh and a a redesign to feature the services I offer, as well as the travel guides available for download. So all of that will be live next month, but they can still check it out and see uh, the free guides that I have up there now and the different blog posts that I've written. That's awesome. And let us know, too, (laughs) where we can stay connected with Celebrate and Explore on social media. Sure. So I keep it pretty simple. You pretty much can find me on Instagram um, at Celebrate and Explore. I'm also on LinkedIn. And if you're looking for travel advising information, you can either go to the website or find me at Fora Travel just by searching my name, which my first name does not have an E. So it's kind of easy to find. So Julie, one more question for you today. Uh, Destinations Beyond Expectations is the podcast designed for students of travel. So I want to ask you, are you someone that would consider yourself to be a student of travel? And if so, can you maybe share something that you've learned about travel or through travel for our listeners today? 
Yes. Well, I absolutely would consider myself a student of travel. I think that's why we have become such avid travelers and also why we encourage our kids to travel. For me, travel just keeps my mind open and keeps me aware of the world around us and how to interact with people, how to appreciate and respect other cultures, and also just like to teach my kids that as well. Um, sometimes we can all get in our little bubbles and it just kind of broadens our horizons. For me, I believe it makes us a little more sympathetic and understanding of others. I just feel like it, I come home every time just more appreciative of the world we live in and the things I can learn through travel and the people that I meet. That is a wonderful answer. Julie, I really appreciate you taking the time to join me today to talk all about Copenhagen. It sounds like such a wonderful destination. So uh, thank you for sharing with our listeners today. It was my pleasure to be here. And I hope that um, if Copenhagen is some uh, place that people have thought about in the past, that they definitely consider it. It's a great city to visit. A big DBE thank you to Julie for stopping by the show today. Make sure to check out Julie's Celebrate and Explore blog. It's full of great travel reads. And one of the things I really like about Celebrate and Explore is that you can search articles by category like international travel, family travel, traveling with teens, and more. And don't forget to give Celebrate and Explore a follow on Instagram. You can find this podcast, Destinations Beyond Expectations, at groupexperience.com or catch the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Do me a huge favor and wherever you're listening, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to check out Destinations Beyond Expectations on Instagram and Facebook and make sure to recommend DBE to someone you know who loves to travel. In addition to this podcast, you can watch me talk about more great destinations live every Thursday on Group Travel Odyssey's Destination Dispatch Show. All you have to do is follow Group Travel Odyssey on Facebook, YouTube, or LinkedIn and tune in on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Well, that is all I've got for today. Thank you for listening to this episode. Have a great week and I will talk to you soon.